We'll turn to Matthew chapter 7. We, we continue our study of the hard passages, and we call them hard passages for several reasons. Some, there's some passages that are just hard to figure out what it means or what it's saying. Even last week when we said, what about being baptized for the dead? That's kind of hard to figure out what they're talking about. And then uh, sometimes there's some that say seem to say something different than a clear passage. And we're going to look at a verse that says, you'll know them by their fruits. And most of you have probably heard all your life that when somebody says, well, you'll know somebody by their fruits, what they're saying is you look at their lifestyle, you see how they live, and you can tell whether they're a believer by how they live or not. Now, we're just going to be honest with you on the very front end. You can't tell that anyway. And second is, that's not what the verse is talking about at all, and that's where we are, Matthew chapter 7. We're going to look at it. In fact, just to give you a heads up, this passage is dealing with false prophets. Not talking about trying to determine whether somebody's a believer or not, and we'll see it. So uh, let, let's talk about this. One of the key issues that is always going on, whether it's in the churches or on the campus or anywhere, and it's the whole idea of assurance. Can you know that you're saved? Can you know that you're going to heaven? And, and there are a lot of people, if you ask them, if you were to die, would you go to heaven? They say something like, I hope I am. I think I might. I hope I do. Well, let me start with this. Does God want us to know that we're saved? The answer is yes. First John 5.13, these things are written to you who believe in the name the Son, Son of God said that you may know you have eternal life. You may know you have eternal life, not wish that you had eternal life, not hope that you had eternal life, but you can know you have eternal life. We know that when you believe in Jesus Christ, the offer is what? What's he offering you? Eternal life. When you believe in him, he gives you the gift of eternal life. John 10, 27 and 28, I give you eternal life and they shall never perish. So we can know for sure that we have eternal life. It is amazing. We talked about this in our Thursday morning guys and some Friday morning guys. We talked about this, that there are people out there that will say, yes, I know I have eternal life, but you could lose it. And they don't understand eternal life can't end if it ended it wasn't eternal life it's got the wrong name eternal life means life eternal and so we're going to look at that so how can a person have assurance of salvation knowing that they're saved we know this that we can look to jesus we go back to the scripture these things are written to who believe in the name of the son of god that you may know you have eternal life we have believed in jesus christ he made a promise to us whosoever believes in him will never perish but have what Everlasting life, eternal life. So they made the promise. So one of the ways we have assurance, in fact, that's my assurance. If you said to me, JB, do you know you're going to heaven? I know I'm going to heaven. Why? Because I believed in Jesus Christ for eternal life. He promised the moment I believe in him, he'll give me eternal life. And that happened when I was 19 years old. And so I have eternal life and I've had it all that time and I'll always have it. There's a second way that people say that you can look to see if you're saved. And that's to look at lifestyle. You look at a person's life. You see, and they'll say something like this. A real Christian probably wouldn't do something like that. Or if you're a Christian, you'll live this out. Or I've had people say, well, if you're Christian and you're born again, you're automatically going to live out some good things because you now have the Holy Spirit and you're now a new creation in Christ. So you're going to automatically do good things. And that's why you can look at it. Well, let's think about it. What if we said, let's look at these two ways. Salvation is by faith in Jesus Christ. When we look to the fact that we have believed in Jesus Christ, we can know that we're saved and we're saved forever. It is not our works, our lifestyle, but that Jesus Christ is the Savior. Okay. The second thing is, what if you look to lifestyle, if you look to your works and to lifestyle, which people say all the time. I mean, I've had people come up to me many times and say, the Bible says you can know people by their fruit. And I say, no, it doesn't say fruit. It says fruits. It's plural there, not fruit, fruits. And 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 so they'll say, you know that too. And here's the problem. When you say, look at a person's life to see if we think they're saved. Here's the problem. Look at their life to see if we think they're saved. 
Well, what difference does it make what we think? Second is, sometimes people actually look at their own lives and say, I need to look at my life and see if I'm saved. What happens when you do that? Well, how many good works do you look for? For how long? Like years or a couple of months or how many good works? Good work, More good to works than bad? How much fruit? How, many, how can you tell? How can you know? The truth is, when you look to lifestyle, and let me put this up. If you look to lifestyle or fruit for assurance, you can never have assurance. You can never know. You may say, well, right now, I'm looking pretty good. But the truth is, you don't know what the next five years are going to be, or the next two years, or the next month is going to be. You don't know if you're going to hang in there. You don't know if you're going to do what's right. And so if looking to lifestyle determines whether you're saved or not, you can never know. And the Bible is clear that we come by faith. So let's put this up. And this is Matthew chapter 7. Look at verse 15. This is where it starts. And this is a passage dealing with false prophets. But we're going to talk about it. And there are going to be people that this passage, Jesus actually says, you'll know them by their fruits. It's plural. Okay? So is Jesus saying you can look at a believer or an unbeliever, look at their lifestyle, and you can tell whether they're a believer or not? Is that what Jesus is saying? Well, we're going to find out that in the context of the passage, he's not talking about a believer or even an unbeliever. He's talking about false prophets. We'll talk about that in just a second. And we'll talk about how you can know. And uh, in this passage, if you remember, uh, there are wolves in... Sheep's clothing. Do they look good or look bad? They look good. And Jesus says in the passage, I never, what? I never knew you. So let's talk about what's going on. In order to put this together, we have to look at chapter 7, verses 15 through 23 and a couple of other places. And let's start off by looking at verse 15. Notice, beware of the what? False prophets. He doesn't say, beware of an unbeliever who looks like, who, who's trying to act like they're a believer. He doesn't say any of that guy. He says, beware of false prophets. What do prophets give? What, what do they give? A message, right? Because a prophet does what? Thus says the Lord. They give a message. This is not talking about lifestyle. Look what he's saying. Beware of the false prophets. Now, we're going to get more in just a second. Uh, he's talking about false prophets. He says, you'll know them by their fruits. And let me just say it right on the front end. The fruits of a false prophet is not their lifestyle. It's their message. What a prophet gives is messages. Well, it's not lifestyle. This passage isn't saying you can look at false prophets and see that they're false prophets by their lifestyle. It's not what he's saying. He's saying you can look at false prophets and tell that they're false prophets by their message. Okay? Let me give you a false message. If you do good enough, God will love you and you'll get to go to heaven. I just gave you a false message. Okay? My lifestyle might be really good. It's not that good, but it could be really good. And if it was really good and I gave you that message, I'm a false what? I'm a false prophet. And so you can't look at my lifestyle. You have to go to my what? Message. So watch what he's going to do. Look what he says. Verse 15. He says, he's dealing with false prophets. Beware of the false prophets who will come to you in what? Sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. What do they look like? Sheep. So let's say that they, so they look good, right? They don't look bad. If fruits was badness or lifestyle, he couldn't say they looked good. He'd have to say they looked what? Bad. But he actually says they're really wolves, but they're hidden and they look like sheep. So he says, beware of the false prophets. What do false prophets do? What do prophets do? They give out a, a lifestyle. They come looking one way, but they're really another. So if you saw the lifestyle 
of these false prophets? Would it be a good lifestyle or a bad lifestyle? It'd be what? A good lifestyle. In fact, you know what they're going to say? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we perform many miracles in your name? Is that good or bad? It looks pretty good. That's what they did. So their fruits is not their lifestyle. Their fruits is going to be their what? Their message. So how do we know? Well, we got to keep going. Look what he says. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. And then he says, you will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, and every bad tree bears bad fruit. People want to say that you'll know them by their fruits. Is, is this their message or their lifestyle? What was their lifestyle like? Good. What was their message? Bad. They're false prophets. It's not lifestyle because they look like believers. That's what they look like. That's why he says, beware, they come to you in sheep's clothing, but they are wolves. And he goes on to say, a good tree has good fruit. You can tell by the fruit. Bad tree. Notice he says, a good, uh, that every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. And a lot of people are looking at this and they're saying, oh yeah, that's how they live. It's not talking about how they live. What are they talking about? What's their message? A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor a bad tree produce good fruit. So then every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down. Oh, my gosh. So he says they're not going to get much out of this, okay? He's dealing with false prophets. Verse 20 says, so then you'll know them by their fruits. If you've read the passage so far, what are their fruits? There has to be. It can't be their lifestyle. Why can't it be their lifestyle? Because they look like sheep. If I came in here... And I lived a good life and I showed up every Sunday morning and I said I'd like to help and serve and I did things and I came in on on Saturdays and I cleaned out the flower beds and I did. And you said, that guy is great. And then you say to me, if you were to die, would you go to heaven? I go, probably. And you say, why? I say, because I've tried to live a good life. I got a wrong message. I may look really good, but guess what? My message is off, right? And false prophets gave a message. And no telling what this message was, but he said, be careful because they come like, they look like sheep, but they're really wolves and you, and you gotta, you gotta know them by their fruits. And then he says in verse 21, now this is good. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, do you think they call Jesus Lord, these false prophets? Yes, they did. Well, because they call him Lord down in verse 22. Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will come to enter the kingdom. But he who does the will of my father is the one who... What is the will of the father? You know what the will of the father is? He's dealing with false prophets. Look, here's the will of the father. This is the will of my father that everyone who beholds the son and believes in him may have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. That's the will of the father. The will of the father is not be good. You can't be good. The will of the Father is to believe in Jesus Christ. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why God so loved the world. He sent his only begotten son that whosoever would believe. So let me go back a little bit on this. He said we're dealing with false prophets. They have a false message. He says you're going to know them by the message. It can't be lifestyle because they look like sheep. He says whoever deals does the will of the Father has life, has eternal life that will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And, and that is the will of the Father is to believe in him. Now with that in mind, They're going to say something. Watch verse 22. Jesus is going to say this. Many will say to me on that day. Many who? In the flow of the passage. Many who? Many false prophets. Many false prophets will say on that day. Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? And then we cast out demons in your name? And did we perform many miracles in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. 
He says, on that day, on that judgment day, they're going to say, didn't we prophesy in your name? Can you think of Paul's prophets in the Bible? Do you remember the time that the kings were fixing to go somewhere to fight and they said, have you got somebody to tell us whether we should go or not? And this false prophet comes in and has these horns and he's going, you're going to go and have a great victory. And then the true prophet came in and said, you're going to be killed. And they threw this guy in the jail basically and said, just give him bread and water till we come back. And he said, you ain't coming back. You're not coming back. Just might as well face it. So they're false prophets. There have been false prophets all the way through. In in the tribulation, there is the beast and the false prophet. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And so Jesus says, on that day, they can say, I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons in your name. I did all these things, but I never knew you. So is this a good lifestyle or a bad lifestyle? So is the passage talking about... Let me put this up here. I never knew you. Is this passage talking about looking to lifestyle to determine if someone is a false prophet or not? Or do you look to what to find out if they're a false prophet? Their message. To make sure we understand. Let me throw this up here. It says, they look like sheep. They did miracles in his name. What are their fruits? You will know them by their message. Just to help you get this, flip over to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Go over to Luke, chapter 6. And look at verse 43. This little section right here is talking about a tree is known by this fruit. Now, let me just say this. What goes true for false prophets goes true for anything. You cannot look at lifestyle to determine if a person is a believer or not. You can't do it. Because you could look at me as a believer and I could have a bad lifestyle. Okay? Or you could look at me as a believer and I could have a good lifestyle. Or you could look at somebody who's not a believer and they have a good lifestyle. Or you could look at somebody who's a unbeliever and they have a bad lifestyle. You can't look at lifestyle. Because you can't tell. And just in the same way as a false prophet, you can't tell... Uh, uh, by their lifestyle, whether they're good or bad, you can only tell by their message. And let me just say this. The same thing is true. You can only tell by my message what I believe. You can't tell by my lifestyle. I can live a great lifestyle and tell you you have to be good to go to heaven and have a wrong message. So this, this is what he's saying. So be careful because people are going to come up to you and they're going to say you'll know them by their fruits. And you always should say to them, yes, their fruits is their message because he's talking about false prophets. But look at Luke. Look at Luke chapter 6, verse 43. There is no good tree which produces bad fruit, nor on the other hand a bad tree which produces good fruit. Each tree is known by its own fruit. He's just saying, this is what you, well, is this fruit going to be works or is it going to be what they say? Watch. For men do not gather figs from thorns, or they pick grapes from thorn bushes. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. Is that lifestyle? Watch. And the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil. What? For his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. It's what he says, y'all. He's not talking about lifestyle. Not talking about lifestyle. Let's go one other place. Go to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. I'll go back again. We are in Matthew 7, but go back to Matthew 12. I hope you're seeing it. I hope you're seeing how this fits together because it's perfect. It fits together perfectly. Matthew 12, uh, beginning about verse, let's see if I can find it, 33. 
Matthew 12, look at verse 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its what? Fruit. What is that fruit going to be? Is it going to be lifestyle or message? Message. Watch what he says. You brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. Words are the key. 36, 37, he goes on to say, I'll tell you that every careless word that people speak will give account. Verse 37 is the key verse. For by your words you will be justified, by your words you will be condemned. Listen, it's the message, y'all. So go back to Matthew 7, which is the famous verse that everybody pulls out and wants to say, look at somebody's lifestyle. Okay? Thank you, Brooks. Thanks for that input. Thank you for that. Okay, so watch this. Beware of false prophets. Why? What does he say? Because they look like sheep. They've cast out demons. They've made miracles in the Lord's name, but he doesn't know them. And you can't tell them. You can tell them, but you can know them by their fruits. It's not their lifestyle, but their message. So I just want to stop for a second. We got time. I just want to stop and let you understand that when somebody comes up to you and says something like, a real Christian wouldn't do that, we're capable of what? Any sin. You put us in the wrong place at the wrong time, we'll do the wrong thing if we're not careful. So you can't say real Christians don't do this. I mean, who is one of the greatest of all time? It is David, right? What did he do? He committed murder and adultery. Most people say that's the big X's. You're out, right? David's going to rule under Jesus Christ in the kingdom. Just think about that. So it's powerful. So when you hear people say things like, you will know them by their fruit or fruits, and their meaning lifestyle, it's not true. You can't tell by a person's lifestyle. You can tell whether they're living good or not. You can tell whether they're living bad or not. But you can't tell whether they've believed or not. And the only way if you know their message is right or not is to hear what their message is. And so it's very, very powerful. And you you got to know this. So let me do this. Um, so, applications, I want to throw this out, and then we'll open for some questions. Um, we have, we, we are to have the assurance of our salvation. You should know you're saved. We look to our faith in Christ for assurance, not the lifestyle. We can have no assurance when we look to lifestyle. You can't know. You can't know, and other people can't know. The closest way you can know whether I'm a believer or not is I tell you, I have believed in Jesus Christ for eternal life. I have people say, well, you can lie. I say, sure I can. I can lie. That's about as far as you're going to get, though. I mean, you can't tell by lifestyle whether I'm a believer or not. I'm going to tell you this, honestly. Before I was a Christian, before uh, February 13th, 1969, when I was 19 years old, up to that point in time, I lived a very good life because I thought you had to be good to go to heaven. After that, uh, especially when I started coaching at Mississippi State, it wasn't that good of a lifestyle. You would have been sad. I was sad because I messed up. Okay, but if you looked at me before I believed in Jesus, you might have said, that guy's a believer. If you looked at me when the first years at Mississippi State, you might have said, he's not a believer. You can't go by lifestyle. Don't let people do that. It's wrong. And this whole passage is of looking at fruit is what people say. The will of the Father is to believe in Jesus Christ. When he says, you got to do the will of the Father, is to believe in Christ for eternal life. The second one is, fruits deal with message, not lifestyle. And just remember that. Uh, I tell you about translations. The NLT. 
I tell you, it's the worst translation I've ever seen of any Bible. It's now the second Number two most bought Bible in the United States is the NLT. It is horrible. In this passage, in this passage, in Matthew 7, the NLT says, you can know them by their fruit, and then they put, that is by how they live. They put that in the Bible. It is not in Scripture. It is not in anything at all. There's no manuscripts that put that. They've added that, and they've added exactly the opposite of what the passage says. I'm telling you, if you have an NLT, get rid of it. Or just use it for reading and just realize you can't go by it. You just, it might be fun to read, but don't get in, don't get too much of it, because it's way off. It's the worst translation that I've seen in years. You cannot add to the Bible. You cannot put things in the Bible. I don't care who the translators are. You can't add things that aren't in the manuscripts. You can't do it because you're adding to the Scripture, and that's a dangerous thing to do. That's why in the book of Revelation at the very end, he says you can't add to or take away. He may be meaning just the book of Revelation, or he could be meaning the whole Bible. You're not supposed to add or take away from the Scripture. So fruits deal with lifestyle, of message, not lifestyle. These false prophets look like what? They look good. They were wolves, but they look like sheep. False prophets, teachers, give a false message. Okay, let me stop for a second. Any questions or input before we uh, break to go to... Yeah, all right, Ted. Yes, okay. He's asked, is there a difference between a false prophet and a false disciple? A false disciple might be a believer who's who's not a believer, who's done something. A false prophet is a person who's given a message and claiming that their message comes from God. So a prophet basically says... This is, thus says the Lord, okay? So this is to say a, a, a person who thinks, who says he's a believer but not a believer, he may not be giving a message from God, but a false prophet is. Does that, that help? Any? Okay. What else? Okay, two questions. Number one, is this only talking about false prophets or is it talking about everybody? I think it's talking about everybody. The passage in chapter 7 is dealing specifically with false prophets, but the one over in Matthew 12 and the one in Luke 6 is dealing with everything. It's the message that comes out. Second, what about poor people who've never heard the clear message and they tell people things like, you know, you need to get baptized to get saved. They're, they're given a false message. What I call a false teacher is someone who teaches something that is wrong and they know it's wrong. There are a lot of people who've never really taught, been, they've never understood it and they may say something and if you showed them, they may go, I've never seen that before. Wow. Okay, so that's not a false teacher. That's a person that's just confused. But there are people who teach things that are wrong and they know they're wrong. But I think the whole idea of looking, you can't look at lifestyle no matter whether it's a prophet or a regular old person. You can't look at lifestyle to determine salvation uh, or that they belong to God or any of that or that their message, you have to go back to the message to hear what they're going to say. Great. What else? Well, the reason I say that is a lot of people will come up to you and they'll say, you can know them by their fruit. And you want to say, if you're going to quote that verse, quote it correctly, it's know them by their Fruits. So I just say that to make them mad. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. But because in the other place, there's a place that says fruit over there. So it, 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 but, but the idea there, Jesus is saying, you'll know them by their fruits. And I think it's plural because he's saying they're messages because they're giving out messages. Okay. In John 15, he's talking to believers about abiding. That's a whole different thing. Okay. In John, he said in John 15, it looks like action there. It is. In John 15, all he's saying is this. That I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you abide in me, which means remain in fellowship in me, you'll produce much fruit. 
uh, actually fruit, more fruit, much fruit. There's, there's three levels there that he talks about. And so the bottom line is, he, he's, he's, he's not even saying that people can see that you belong to me because you're fruit. He's saying that when you abide with me, you will produce fruit. That's what John 15 is about. But yeah, so that, that's a simple answer.